we did a, a cool little like two track out into the boondocks and we came across this amazing view of this mountain. I don't know if you guys remember it, but I have, I have a picture <laughs> I of it. don't. Keep going. <laughs> I have a picture of it that keeps coming up. And I'm like, man, this is just like, it's such a beautiful view. And it's just out in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's just one of the many things, you know, like hidden gem type things you can find if you just do a little exploring. Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony. Kristen. Kylie. And Lexi. <laughs> Join us on this RV full-time living journey across the beautiful United States. Where the fail was. Welcome to episode 109. If you want the show notes for today's episode, you can go to thefaolas.com slash 109. We received an email from Tiffany who lives in Utah and she shared with us a bunch of great places to see dinosaur related things like bones, fossils, dig sites, national monuments. She said she knew Kylie loved them. She wasn't sure if Lexi did. And just so everyone knows, Lexi loves them too. She just doesn't talk as much. (laughs) But Kylie is obsessed with dinosaurs. So this email was a hit. So thank you so much, Tiffany, for the email. This email also triggered an idea for a podcast. And we are going to share with you in this podcast all the places Tiffany suggested for Utah, places we've enjoyed in Utah, and then places that are still on our bucket list. And there's a bunch. First on Tiffany's list was Dinosaur National Monument. That's near Vernal, Utah, uh, which we've been through that area. We just didn't make it to the National Monument. And this monument is on our list. It's been on there for a while. Um, But after researching this more for this podcast, now I want to go even more. Mm -hmm. It's over 210,000 acres, and it's along the border of Colorado and Utah. There's actually a part of the monument on both sides of the state. Yeah, and which, depending on which side you go to, there's different things to see. If you want to see dinosaur fossils and that kind of stuff, tracks and stuff like that, you'll want to go to the Utah side of the monument. There's a, like, quarry visitor center there, and then the exhibit hall. And if you're looking for, like, the canyons and the rivers, the more scenic views, um, I think that's on the Colorado side. Yep. There's a road there that is a scenic drive that includes a lot of overlooks. It's called Harper's Corner Road. And then there's Harper's Corner Trail. And then I think there's a off-road trail, right? Yeah, that that's, I think it's called the Yampa River Trail. It's in Trails Off-Road. I've seen it, but it's it's all in Colorado. I don't think it crosses over into Utah at all. And it goes out to Echo Park. Yep. yep. There's like a big overlook that I think there's a confluence to rivers meet. Do you go over the rivers or do you just need, because you need high clearance. I just didn't know what you I think it's just a rough road. I don't think there's a river crossing involved. Okay, perfect. But back to the Utah side, because we're talking Utah today. Uh, There are dinosaur fossils, footprints, there's petroglyphs, pictographs. She mentioned that there's a dig site that's indoors and it's fully visible. I think that's the uh, exhibit hall and there's over 1,500 dinosaur bones in there. Which is crazy. There's bones from different dinosaurs in different times here, such as Allosaurus, Apatosaurus, Camarasaurus, Diplodocus, and Stegosaurus. Diplodocus is actually my 
second favorite dinosaur. What's your first favorite? T-Rex, probably. <laughs> why yeah. is why did you like Diplodocus? I don't know, because it's like a Patisaurus, but with like a longer tail. Yeah, it's like a super it's like long a, It's tail. like a Brachiosaurus, but it has a super long tail. Yeah. It's like, and it goes so long that it becomes whip thin. The next few spots that Tiffany mentioned, we didn't know anything about, um, but we're for sure adding them to our list. Red Fleet State Park. That's also near Vernal. She said you can hike or paddle to dinosaur tracks. Yeah, I think she said that they're like right on the water. Um, so you can hike probably around to them or you can paddle across and there's some dinosaur tracks there. So that'd be kind of fun. That'd be mm-hmm. a fun day. Yeah, it's like Dinosaur Valley State Park almost. Yeah, where we, we hiked out to some tracks that were in we the river. We didn't hike out. We swam out. Basically, yes. <laughs> well, we Lexi and I first. swam. We didn't have bathing suits on, though. It was a mix. Yeah. Next one is McConkle Ranch Petroglyphs. Um, This is on private property, but they do allow uh, the public to come in. Uh, They do ask for a donation. When I read online, uh, it was $5 per group. Yeah, that's what I saw. But you could donate whatever you want. You see some cool petroglyphs there. Uh, Another one is Moonshire Arch. And she said this is on the way from Vernal to Red Fleet. And I don't know if you can see the arch from the road or the parking spot, but there's um, the little bit of research that I did so far for it. There's a 1.8 mile round trip route. Um, it's ranked as moderate, but only because you're hiking in sand and along slick rock. Also, it in- only has about 200 feet elevation, so it's not too bad. No, but um, I would say depending on what time of year you go, if it's in the, you know, Late spring or summer, be cautious because the sun is out and it's very hot there. So and there's, and there's no, no shade. shade. Yeah. So try to go in the morning or the evening, and best times to visit were spring or fall. However, I saw pictures of it and it looks amazing. Like when you look through the arch, there's like it's really pretty. You can see like a lot of green and stuff oh, through yeah. the arch. So um, I would be very interested. And I think Vernal isn't Vernal. Well, yeah, it is. It's northern. Yep. Um, Utah. Kind of northeast. Which I'm assuming there is more green up there. So yeah. that'd be really cool to see. The first time we ever went into Utah was through Vernal. We had to go down the Vernal Pass. Oh, is that what we went which through? Which was, the, yeah, my first, like, major huge mountain pass, at least downward. That's where I kind of, like, heated up my brakes. Even though I was, like, trying to do everything right, it was just such a long, steep grade that I couldn't help it. And now you're really good at going down. Yeah, except for passes. Wolf Creek Pass was we'll very similar, or maybe steeper. But um, we'll still skip that pass when we go visit these. That area is cool because there's a lot of mountains and there's still a lot of red rock, and you know it's it's a very diverse mix of like desert and mountains and trees and stuff. But I I feel like a lot of these dinosaur things are kind of like clustered, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we need to plan a trip right to this area yeah, and exactly. just do all this stuff That's over what I mean. a couple months. It'll have to be a dino trip. <laughs> that would be fun. She also mentioned the Arapine Trail System with boondocking along Skyline Drive. And I was doing a little bit of research. We I couldn't necessarily pinpoint exactly. I, I kind of found the area. Um, but it looks like it's more for ATVs and OHVs, but there are still some trail systems like forest roads and stuff like that that are Jeep friendly or off-road vehicle, you know, uh, full-size friendly. And I kind of have an idea where that boondocking area is because I could see on my satellite view on Google Maps, uh, there was 
a bunch of RVs kind of scattered around in the woods. So She said there's lots of lakes around there yep. that you can find arrowheads and fossils. And then in the town there, Fairview, there's a museum that has a model of a woolly mammoth, a skeleton, and lots of different fossils and artifacts that have been found in the area. Sounds really cool. The last place she mentioned is probably going to be one of the kids' favorites, maybe even mine. Um, <laughs> it's called You Dig Fossils. You pay to get in, but you can keep everything you find. So that's pretty cool. Um, I did see you can find a lot of trilobites and stuff there. That's what she said she found mostly. Yeah. Well, I, I was like doing some research, and uh, that was like a lot of pictures of people holding trilobites, which is cool because we've always just, Kristen yeah. and I, even before kids, before we were even married, we'd always planned to do a geology trip to Canada to a hot spot there. We just never made it. Um, but we've driven by this place, and didn't really even know it. When we were in Delta, Utah, um, we drove west on 50 to go find or look for wild horses. There's a really big wild horse area about 50 miles west of Delta, Utah. And while we were staying there, we did this trip, and we passed right by here. Because as soon as I saw the sign, I recognized it. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, we drove by there. But that would be still be super cool, even if we just found a bunch of trilobites. Yeah. Yeah. That would be still amazing. I did look up the pricing for this, and it looks like it's kind of expensive, but it would still be really fun. But It would be worth it. So they have it broke up um, ages 7 to 16 and then 17 and older. So for two hours, ages 7 to 16 would be $21. And so half day, which is four hours, is $35, and a full day, eight hours, $65. And that's for all three people? No, that would be just for you and Lexi. For Tony and I, it would be $37 for two hours and $59 for four hours. So mm. it's a little expensive, to be honest. That would be... For the amount of time, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Even if we just went for two hours, that would be still be worth it. Well, you I'm can't sure go out there and something. fart around. You got to like be, you got to go right out and start digging. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, there is no charges for children ages six and younger. So, Lexi, you're six. <laughs> Lexi's perpetually six. <laughs> just kidding. Stay small and you can be six forever. <laughs> it still looks really cool and maybe something fun to do. Just yeah. even like the two hour, the four hour one would be fun. Yeah. And all these things that we haven't done yet, uh, if I didn't already have it pinned on my want to go, uh, I added all these. So they'll be added to our bucket list book yep. as well. Yep. Okay. That is all Tiffany suggestions. Thank you so much. We cannot wait to do some of these. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is like we now have to plan a whole vernal area yeah <laughs> because there's so many spots here so um i'm really excited to check those out now we're going to move into some of the places that we have actually done in utah and visited and some things that you should do as well of course you can't do a big utah tour without doing the big five so some of our favorite things to do in utah are the national parks uh, that includes bryce canyon the cool thing about this place is it has the really unique hoodoo rock formations and the colors are very unique. We actually had a podcast about this because it's actually really good to do um, at night as well. Because of the hoodoos, it gives you a little bit of um, something good to put in the photo with the yeah. stars. Um, and so that's really cool. They also have an annual astronomy festival and that festival is being held June 5th through the 8th of 2024. And they have one every year. So if you can't make it to that one, maybe plan for a different year. 
We did a great podcast on the top eight parks to go, Dark Sky National Parks to visit for like photography and stuff. That's episode 78. So thefailis.com slash 78 will get you all of that information. Next up. Capitol Reef National Park. This was one of my favorites while we were there because there's the cheese wall, Swiss yeah. cheese wall. Um, it's just like very beautiful. And I love all the canyons. Mm-hmm. So the Swiss cheese wall that she's talking about is actually in that wash. Do you remember the name of that Grand wash? Grand wash. Yeah, in Grand wash, there's a wall that has some sandstone. They're like pockets. Yeah, yeah but it's like sandstone, I, I think. I think so, yeah. It's like this huge stretch of, yeah, it was probably sandstone that have been eroded out into these huge pockets that are big enough to fit children. Yeah, it looked like Swiss cheese. Probably hold snakes, but our kids were crawling in them. Yeah. <laughs> Capitol Reef is known for their cliffs and the canyons. They have some arches there. <clears throat> the domes, like Capitol Dome. And the bridges and stuff. They have um, bad guys have hid there. Yeah, like Cassidy Arch. <laughs> some really cool hikes. That's a very, very popular park for hiking. They also have, apparently, really good pies. When my sister was there, she ended up getting some pies and said that we need to add that to our bucket list because we didn't get a chance to get pies when we were there, Um, but we have added that to the list now. And salsa. We got a jar of salsa from Capitol Reef. It was bacon salsa, actually. Yep, it was really good. Yep. But I want that apple pie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It is also an international dark sky park, so it's great for nighttime and astrophotography. And just stargazing in in general. Another dark sky park is Canyonlands National Park. And if you've been in this park at night, you know why it's considered a dark sky park. I'm pretty sure there's no lights anywhere. Yeah, not for miles and miles. In this this one. And it's up above Moab, so you don't really get any problem from them either. Um, It's a great park to see arches as well. They have the big Mesa Arch. And our fourth favorite thing is actually Schaefer Trail, which you can drive into Canyonlands to see. So yeah. you can, yep. We didn't get to do it last round, but. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> but Canyonlands is actually huge, and uh, there's a lot of backcountry stuff you can't drive to. You have to hike, and a lot of that is by permit only. Uh, so you have to be well prepared to go out into the backcountry yeah, I think they said it's, like, divided into four different areas or something, yeah. or three or four different areas. I didn't even realize it was that big, to be honest. Um, most people go to the island in the sky area and then um, go out to, like, Mesa Arch and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. But there, if you drive, um, like, if you're in Moab and you drive south, you can drive, I think, for about 45 minutes until you can turn off the main road and head into the Needles District which is a huge section of it. So Yeah, we'll have to do that next time we go there. We have a blog post on this Schaefer Trail, so we'll link that in the show notes. Um, it, is, it was a lot of fun the first time we did it, except for the switchbacks. <laughs> That's the scary part. <laughs> but other than the switchbacks, the rest was fun. Another fun thing we like to do in Utah is all the off-roading. There is so much off-roading to do in Utah. You could definitely find something to do or the trail that fits you. One of our favorite trails was a badge of honor, Jeep badge of honor. It's Fins and Things in Moab, Utah. We did a post on this in episode 10. We've talked about it a lot, and probably in a few different podcasts. 
uh, mostly Jeep or off-road related, driving on the slick rock and the fins, you know, sandstone fins and stuff, it's very satisfying because it's so grippy, and a lot of those things are very steep, and it's like, it seems almost impossible, but you just like, you know, climb right over it. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, uh, this is too hard for us. Like, we can't do this. And then we just climbed right over. I couldn't believe it. Um, this is part of the Sand Flats Recreation Area, and there is a $5 entry fee to get in, um, but it's well worth it. There's um, quite a few different things you can do in there. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of different trails in that section. Um, some of them are daytime only, so keep if you're planning a trip, look ahead for that kind of stuff. And we boondocked right in Moab when we visited this trail. But there's hundreds of trails. You don't have to go here. There's I mean, hundreds of over. miles of trails. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, some unnamed, mostly named, but there are hundreds, maybe even a thousand miles or more of trails in that area. In fact, we love the trails so much. This was actually our first podcast. So you can go to thefailas.com slash one and hear more about the trails in Utah. Again, episode 10, which would be thefailas.com slash 10, would tell you about the Badge of Honor trails and this Fins and Things was mentioned in there. Next one on the list, of course, Zion National Park. This national park will make you feel like a speck on the earth. It's so massive and the mountains and the cliffs. I would say this is probably one of the busiest parks uh, in Utah. So definitely plan ahead for that. Uh, my sister had issues when they went. We actually got pretty lucky. We went yeah. in May. Yep. Um, and we got pretty lucky. We didn't really have any issues. But this is one of the busiest parks, I would say, between all of them. I will say the one time I had to wait in line at Zion, it was uh, about 7 in the morning. I went in by myself just to pick up the Junior Ranger books, but I did have to wait. So I, I imagine it's like all the hikers and people waiting, wanting to get on the shuttle. They were How all there. How long did you wait, though? Probably about 20 minutes. Oh, that's pretty long um, for us. But yeah, they were there in November, and it was it was a it was a little warmer weekend mm-hmm. in November. So I think that attracted a lot more people. But uh, I've always heard. You know, try to find the try to hit the shoulder seasons of those for those parks if you want to do like, especially if you're going to try to do like Angels Landing and all those big name hikes. And keep in mind, those are also by permit now. Yep. Or sections of them. We talk about all of the five, the Mighty Five, visiting the Mighty Five in episode eight. So the com slash eight will get you to that podcast episode. One of our favorites that we just visited recently with our cousins is Arches National Park. Yep. All of the states and all of the parks that we've been to, this is like one of the most unique. It's very, very different than anything else. A lot of that, you know, a lot of times you're getting trees and like, I don't know, different, I don't know how to explain it, but this is this is like a different world almost. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. what it feels yeah, like. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, when my sister asked me what park she should go to, this was definitely on the list. I mean, she planned on doing all five anyway, so it wasn't, you know, that big of, I didn't have to talk her into it or anything. But this one's definitely on the list, and only because it's just so different, right? Even if you just drive through the park, you have to see it. It's just so different than anything else in the United States. Yeah, I feel like every time we go there, we do something new, whether it's hikes or different parts of the drive, scenic drive, the off-roading there. There's a high-clearance road that goes – there's a couple of them that go in and out of arches. Mm-hmm. 
Another thing we have done in Utah, and we really loved it, was the Bonneville Salt Flats. Yep, and that was like a, that was a day visit. Maybe this year on our way north, I have it in our route right now because it's not far off, uh, like a little side trip, maybe a couple nights stay, and we can stay right there at the Salt Flats. And That'd be cool. You can boondock on the Salt Flats? There's sections outside of, like, the main area. Because, like, where we went in was, like, the uh, where they do, like, the land speed records. Yeah. You don't just camp right there. But there's sections around the outside. That would terrify that you can me. Stay. I'm not. I'm not staying on. I'm not taking our RV on water. That 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 doesn't really <laughs> interest me, anyways. I just wanted to maybe stay right by it because that's just a, such a cool place. Very so unique. You know, it's just super flat and it's all salt. Yeah. It, it, I just like going out there. It's it's very cool. It is. It's another one of those out of the world yep. things. <laughs> Another one of our favorite spots, especially for boondocking, Valley of the Gods. We have talked about this recently. We talked about it early on in one of our early episodes, um, maybe even the first one. It's such a cool, unique area because of the huge rock formations and the red rocks. Like that, that makes it even cooler, especially at like sunrise. Mm-hmm. It looks like. There's fire all around you. Yeah, it's, crazy. it's so cool. We've got so many good sunset or and sunrise photos there. And then just in general, like the boondocking in Utah is just top notch. They really care about us boondockers. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of different um, things that we can use, like different places you can dump and get water and propane. Um, just so many great places to boondock and enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. I, what I will say is, like, once we started boondocking in in uh, Utah, I became a huge fan of Maverick gas stations. <laughs> not only do they, a lot of them, not all of them, they have a, uh, a free dump station and free access to water, potable water. Um, they usually have decent prices on gas. Even if they don't, if I'm using their dump station amenities and stuff, I'm going to get gas there. Or, you know, go and get snacks, but it's usually filling up with gas. There are so many things in Utah that we have done or that we love. We could have another two-hour discussion about all the things that we love about Utah. Um, these are just some highlights. But if you want to look, look back into our podcast, we do have a lot of different things in Utah that we've done and loved. All right, let's talk about some things that are still on our bucket list to do, and that is... Starting off with uh, enjoying Lake Powell. Yeah. A lot of Lake Powell is in, like, the Glen Canyon Recreation Area. What's kind of cool about this is it, it's kind of split between Arizona and Utah. But on the Utah side, there's a ton of stuff to do, including, like, boating, water sports. Um, and I think a cool thing to do on Lake Powell would be get a houseboat. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have, like, somebody visiting, like, my mom or your parents, that would yeah. be so awesome to have a houseboat and just spend a cool, like a long, a weekend or a week out on the water. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, but that's a very unique thing because it's, it's all these canyons and slot canyons and these things that are, that were filled with water when they built the dam, I think Glen Canyon Dam, mm-hmm. to fill it up. So there's all these like unique channels and stuff that you can take jet skis and stuff through i've seen so many videos throughout the the years that it just it looks amazing another really cool thing to do would be in salt lake city there's a natural history museum 
of Utah. That would be fun. That's on our list. Ton of archaeology, paleontology. They have a lot of workshops for art and that kind of thing. One thing that I did see on their website was every year they have, a, like I think it's called Dino Fest. Oh, nice. Where it has, you know, it obviously <clears throat> has to do with fossils and dinosaurs and stuff like that. So that looks really cool. But I think it's usually in January. So mm. so for us, it's this year would be too late to go there. That's cold. Near Salt Lake City? Yeah. Yeah, that might be too cold for us. <laughs> yeah, that's another factor. <laughs> but it looks super cool. I still want to go there. Another bucket list item would be to raft on the Colorado. Yeah, and what's cool about the Colorado River is it, you know, it spans, what, three, four states. Um, but Utah has a really unique section, especially in the Moab area. There's several rafting companies that you can book with, and there's different sections of the river that give you different experiences. I mean, some of it goes through canyon lands. You go through this a section of canyon lands where it's just like, you know, a thousand foot cliffs mm-hmm. on both sides. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be. And, you know, Moab's a cool area anyway, so there's a lot to do there. Another thing that I think would be interesting, I haven't done a lot of research on this, but, you know, I've, it's in our book, is the Utah Olympic Park. So everyone knows that the Olympics were held here. I don't know what year that was, but I was young. They were held in Utah. And apparently now there's, like, a museum and other fun things you can do in this area, like alpine coasters and... I think the it's a Winter Stop. Olympics museum and there's a ski museum. I believe they're both free. Like when I looked on their website, it said that you know visit the free museum. That area, Park City, Utah, it's in the mountains. It's you know right outside of Salt Lake City and Provo. It's a super cool area. Another one on the list is Goblin Valley State Park. They have some really unique rock formations here, and it is also an international dark sky park. These are some of our favorite parks to go to. The yeah, skies are yeah, top-notch. Yep. That whole area is just amazing for dark skies. That's kind of in the Green River area, which we've stayed near there. We stayed in Thompson Springs, which is, I think, maybe about 20 minutes, 30 minutes from there. But um, another thing in that area is the the San Rafael Swell. This is a huge, like, reef Basically, um, it's a it's a huge section of land that was kind of like like upheaved, and when you drive through it, your mind will be blown. It's crazy to look at the land because you can it's you insane. can see how the land was lifted. You know, it's instead of just being straight layers, you can see these huge cliffs that looks like one side raised five six hundred feet. Yeah, if you want to teach your kids about all of that kind of information, you know, if you're doing geology with them or you want to teach them how our land has changed over time, this this is the this is the place to do it. It is so gorgeous, first of all. We drove through there with the RV and I think we were separate. You were in the Jeep mm-hmm. and it was like a point A to point B drive, but I had no phone service. I couldn't call you. Uh, but when we drove through there, my mind was blown. Yours yeah. was too, because as soon as we were out into service, you called me. I was like, we have to go back here yeah. just to, <laughs> just to take pictures and GoPro it. I'm pretty sure we pulled over with the RV and we did it. <laughs> no, it was so cool. We put the RV, we, we had to 
GoPro. It is so pretty through there. And you 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 have to drive. It's like kind of a busy road. So you have to be driving. You can't really be gawking too much. And oh my gosh, I almost ran off the road a million times because it was so pretty. It's so cool through there. And apparently there's a lot of different off-roading in that area, which we did not do. No, there's there's hundreds of miles of off-road trails in there, you know, from mild to wild. Um, a lot of it is BLM land. If you're into off-roading, give a look at the Blue Ribbon Coalition. They do a lot to battle a lot of these land closures that are happening on federal lands, which, you know, quote-unquote public lands. They're actually shutting these things down, and there's hundreds of miles that they're, they're shutting down, Moab included. A lot of them are in the San Rafael Swell. We became a member of the Blue Ribbon Coalition. We got a what they call the Lost Trail Guidebook. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's a book full of trails that have been around forever that are threatened to be closed or already closed. I think most in that book are already closed. Yeah. So I will link them in the show notes. It's a really important issue if you like to off-road at all or do anything. Like I mean, some of these it hurts everybody. It hurts hikers because you can't even drive out to your favorite hiking spots. Yeah. Um you have to hike the whole way. <laughs> so, you know, Four-mile hike turned into 20. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, in some situations, you can't even have bikes on these trails. So Yeah, it's closed to all, except they're turning them into, they're trying to turn them into wilderness areas where there's basically zero access. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of trails. These trails have been around forever, um, and it's a really big loss, especially to the off-roading community. And it's in multiple states. It's all over. Wyoming, Montana, Utah, Arizona. All these states are... Idaho. Mm -hmm. All these states are potentially losing hundreds or thousands of acres of, you know, recreation land, which is supposed to be ours, so... And one of the best groups fighting this, I think, is Blue Ribbon Coalition. I'll link them in the show notes. Just take a look. I'll even drop a few of the links, maybe even for this um, this area that we're talking about uh, and the Moab area. I'll drop specific links to those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely take a look at it, You know, especially if you do off-roading. I think you'd be interested in it. Okay. Another cool thing that's on our bucket list is called the Mystic Hot Springs Resort of Monroe. This is kind of in central Utah, and it's a geothermal spring. And if you look at pictures of it, it, it's, you know, you go there and you soak in all these, this spring, and it's all mineral water, and it, like, it's all surrounded by years and years of this water cascading over and building up the minerals. So it kind of looks like you're inside of a... Yellowstone? Yeah, (laughs) like you're at, like, Mammoth Hot Springs part of uh yellowstone wow i'm looking at it right now (laughs) it looks really cool but this is gonna be that's like a getaway not like a and there's tubs that are like kind of like being consumed by all these minerals that are building up it looks so cool like i said this is this is more of like a getaway resort than it is like you don't go there to boondock and, and enjoy the springs another place that we'd love to visit is called the red cliffs desert reserve This is a wildlife preserve that spans about 69,000 acres. Um, It was initially set aside to protect the Mojave Desert tortoise. And there's a lot of other... They put 70,000 acres aside for a tortoise? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) 
And other, it says other rare plants and animals, <laughs> but their focus was uh, the tortoise. And like all things, you know, it's a web, so I'm sure one thing affects the other and so on. Yeah. I want to see the tortoise. Do I get to see them? Are there are there a lot of them <laughs> since we gave them 70,000? Are they in pens? <laughs> Next on the list is Coral Pink Sand Dunes State Park. Yeah, uh, Utah has a ton of awesome state parks, this being one of them, especially because it's dunes that you can off-road on. Can you with um, Jeeps? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, four-wheelers, you know, ATVs, dirt bikes, Jeeps, all side-by-sides, all the things uh, are allowed there. Are they pink? It's like a reddish sand, yeah. Oh, okay. I know there's hikes and other things in this yeah, area, it, too. Yeah, it's not I just that. Yeah. That's wh- the main reason we would go there. <laughs> but if you're not into off-roading and that kind of thing, there's still a ton of stuff to do. Another cool one related to this is Sand Hollow State Park. That's another very popular off-roading destination. Not only are there, like, you know, slick rock trails, there's huge steep ledges that you can climb. There's sand. There's water. There's all kinds of things there. Another spring is Homestead Crater. This is another geothermal spring. Oh, yeah. I looked this one up because I I wasn't sure what to expect here. It's amazing. If you look at the satellite view of this place on Google Maps, it just looks like a mound of rock. And I saw there's like a path going and there's like some sort of ladder. Like this doesn't look like any spring that I've looked at. Then you start looking at the pictures. It's actually a dome of rock and the hot spring is inside it. Oh, interesting. It looks incredible. Uh, You can, you know, soak in the hot spring. You can actually snorkel, scuba dive, all the things there. I think it's it's like 65 feet deep. I don't like going underwater when it's hot, though. Well, it's it's uh, like a consistent year-round 95 degrees. Interesting. Yeah. So it's not too hot. You know, it's not like soaking yeah. in the hot tub at 105. Mm-hmm. But it, it's located on property of what's called the Homestead Farm. So is it private? Yep. So you pay to go out there? Yep. But it looks amazing. It's another, like, you know, desti- resort destination that I'd love to check out. This one is looks really cool as well. Bear Lake is on our list. This is a huge lake that is actually separated uh, by the border of Utah and Idaho. So the southern half of Bear Lake is in Utah. The rest is in Idaho. The whole lake is about 20 miles long, 8 miles wide. So it's huge. There's tons of recreation opportunities there. Plus, it's you know, it's in Utah and Idaho, which... Yeah, it doesn't really get better than that. Two best states. It's often called the Caribbean of the Rockies because it has like a very pretty turquoise color. Mm-hmm. Cool. Another thing that we really enjoy doing across the country, especially in Utah and Arizona, and is seeing like old historic things. Um, you know, we we did a cool Jeep trail. I think it was in Montana. And it went up to like an old fire tower. That was yep. really cool. Um, we've seen different mining towns and ghost towns and all of that's fun. There is a historic mining town in Eureka, Utah. That looks really cool that we will probably check out as well. That's on our list. Yeah. This one is Southwest of Provo, kind of in the mountains. Um, 
it's a very small town. You know, the less than 700 people live here year-round, which is the size of the town that I like. <laughs> you don't like Orlando size? No. <laughs> Orlando's cool. You can have Orlando. I'll take Eureka. <laughs> okay. So just a fun little small town to visit. There's a lot of these towns across the state. I know we did something. Do you remember where it was where we did the off-road trail and it went out to like the the curtain thing? That was really cool. We drove out to, what was it? It's called the Lace Curtain. Yeah, but it's, what was it It's again? a lava formation. It's yeah. A, it was a, it's an old, uh, was it a like volcano? caldera. Yeah, yeah we yeah, drove yeah. inside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it, it, it collapsed. Okay. That would have been super scary if it, if it exploded while yeah. we were in it. Do you remember how the lace curtain was formed? An ancient lake, Lake Bonneville. Oh. Oh, yeah. The it, water would spray up yep. and harden. And harden the lava mm -hmm. and create the lace curtain. Yeah, so there was a lake all around that, and then the, the water would um, splash up and harden the, the lava to look like that. That was really cool because you're driving in the middle of all this flat area and then out of the earth is this really yeah. tall and it, structure. One thing cool about it is there's a very – there's a huge contrast there because you're in the desert. It's sand. It's very tan or white looking. And then there's like this huge black lava formation sticking out. And as you go around like the south side of it, it looks like it exploded and it blew half the – volcano the caldera away uh -huh. so you can actually drive up into the middle yeah it was awesome there's a lot of cinder there the kids were playing you remember you guys were running up on it it's like sand gritty sandstone yeah yeah really gritty. Oh, yeah. climbing up in there yep and that's in delta utah right right outside delta utah utah has so much cool stuff uh it's definitely a state you could spend a long time in, like a couple years in yeah. <laughs> uh, exploring if you're a full-timer. And when I was researching some of the things on this list, I was looking at Google Maps, and there was like point of interest pop up, and I'd say, ooh, what's that? And I'd yeah. look on it, and like, well, I got to pin that because that looks awesome. It, there's a lot of stuff that we couldn't include in here because it would just take too long to mm -hmm. talk about all the things. But if you go to a lot of the places that we mentioned, there's a lot of stuff around there. Exactly. So you'd be able to do a lot of it. And I didn't even look on like our road trippers or anything with, you know, the POIs that are mm -hmm. on there. Um, I can only imagine what that map looks like. I'll have to look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this definitely could be um, a part two, part three yes. podcast. So thanks, Tiffany. Thanks for <laughs> triggering this great episode because... Uh, Utah is definitely one of our favorite states. It is also my sister's, their kid's favorite now. Yep. Uh, I think Tara had asked Aiden what state, if he could live anywhere, where would he live? And he instantly answered Utah, like yep. faster than anything. So um, it has become a family favorite. <laughs> For good reason. Mm -hmm. I think we've loved Utah since the first time we went there. Yeah. Even the terrible mountain pass. <laughs> I mean, the terrible mountain pass was our first experience of Utah, and it was terrible, but it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So it's this really strange, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. Look at that. How beautiful is that yep. <laughs> feeling <laughs> where you want to gawk and you want to look, but at the same time you want to live. So it's just a definitely um, weird experience. But Utah is 
just it's a definitely different place. Yeah. I think it's one of the most unique states in the country. I agree. I love Utah because it's beautiful and pretty much everything. I love all the cities. You um, like climbing and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Utah is your climbable state. Especially because yeah. a lot of it's sandstone and it makes it very easy to climb. It's grippy. Yeah, it's kind of like Joshua Tree, the Joshua Tree rocks, but the entire state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And red. <laughs> and red. <laughs> yep. They have some amazing forests. Like when we boondocked uh, over by Bryce, that was in Dixie National Forest. Not only was it amazing forest camping, we did a, a cool little like two track out into the boondocks. And we came across this amazing view of this mountain. I don't know if you guys remember it, but I have, I have a picture <laughs> I of it. don't. Keep going. I have a picture of it that keeps coming up, and I'm like, man, this is just like, it's such a beautiful view, and it's just out in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's just one of the many things, you know, like hidden gem type things you can find if you just do a little exploring. Yep, absolutely. First of all, thank you so much, Tiffany, for sending us the email with all of the different locations. So many of these were not on our list already. And after just a little bit of research, we can't wait to explore them. Uh, And if you are listening to this and you love your area or your home state, or you have some great locations for us to check out, send us a message. You can either send it at hi at thefeolas.com, which is what Tiffany did, or you can give us um, a message, like a voice message on our message thing (laughs) on the website. If you go to the show notes of this episode, 109, thefeolas.com slash 109, there is going to be a message button and you can do it right in the post. It's on the sidebar. It's in multiple places on the website. You can click that and leave a voice message and we can play your message on the podcast, which is even more fun. Um, But either way, you can do the email or you can leave the message, just send us your ideas, send us places to visit because a lot of these we never would have known about and we can't wait to explore them. Yeah, because we love Utah a lot. Yeah, we could spend a ton of time there. I'm actually sad that we're not doing it this year, this summer, because I had it, my route had us going through Utah, (laughs) straight through Utah. Yeah. (laughs) And Tony turned it around. Well, there's so many things that we need to do we can't that are keep outside doing- of Utah. <laughs> we could do all the other things, but it would be a massive out of the way. On our way back route. to Yuma this year, we could go through Utah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And that trashes our drive south plan. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know what, every year I would love to do that. But pretty much every year there's some sort of uh, crazy winter storm happening over in that area. So we can't in the yeah. RV. But if it's if it is possible, I think we should because I do miss Utah and I would love to drive back through it. Yeah. Especially do that one where you can do, dig up the fossils. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was going to be your favorite. All right, I think that's a wrap for today. We have some no bakes that have hardened on the counter, and we're all wanting to go eat. We're one. all drooling them. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's enough for this episode. Um, but there will be more Utah in the future, I'm sure. Absolutely. All right. Talk soon. Bye. 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 Can everybody hear me? Yes. Okay, good. All right, are we ready? What episode is this? 109er. I just said that, so you don't even need to say that. Cool. Just move on. (laughs) Can you say it without choking? I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) 
Duck. Okay. Duck. <laughs> oh, that was weird. Yeah, did you hear that? Duck? That was the air hole in her cup. It what sounded like so um, it was my nose. Sound like R two D two. I think it was my nose. <laughs> you just made that up, didn't you? I guess. It, it, <laughs> If you go to the show notes of this episode, thefailas.com slash one zero. Okay, hold on. If you go to the episode, if you go to the episode show notes for this, sorry. If you go to the say one zero nine. 